This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fetke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending October 21st of 2023, the mortgage rate milestone we did not want to see, proof that the laws of supply and demand are functioning in the housing market, and why 5 million U.S. homes are vacant in the midst of a housing crunch. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. We begin with economic news from this past week. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell spoke at the Economic Club of New York and said that inflation is still too high. But he acknowledged progress and says it's still too early to know how the rate hikes will fully impact the economy. He didn't say whether he was leaning towards the need for more rate hikes, but he did suggest they were possible. He says that officials will be keeping an eye on incoming inflation data, but some analysts are speculating that we won't see a new rate hike in November, and the chance of a rate hike in December is not that likely. Meanwhile, the Fed's monetary policy is pushing the 30-year Treasury yield higher. It was briefly higher than 5% last week, but retreated slightly. That pushed 30-year fixed-rate mortgages past the 8% level, according to the Mortgage News Daily. Just two years ago, the average home loan rate was just 3%. Since then, higher mortgage rates have increased the average monthly payment by about $1,000. Economic data also shows the rate of economic growth is now around 5% for the third quarter. Morgan Stanley economists increased their Q3 estimate from 4.5% to 4.9%, while the Atlanta Fed upped theirs from 5.1% to 5.4%. And the job market continues to show strength. The number of weekly initial claims fell to a nine-month low of 198,000. Continuing claims rose a bit to a total of 1.7 million. But the data indicates that the job market remains stable with very few layoffs. These strong employment numbers are not doing much for home sales, though. According to the National Association of Realtors, existing home sales were down 2% in September to an annual rate of 3.9 million. That's the lowest they've been since 2010. If you compare sales to what they were in September of last year, they've dropped more than 15%. The national median price for an existing home is about $394,000 today. That's actually up 2.8% over the past year. NAR says that 26% of homes are sold for more than the asking price. As for housing starts, They have bounced back and were up 7% in September. That's after a 1.5% drop in August, according to the Commerce Department, which often revises its data. Single-family starts were up 3.2%, while multifamily starts were up 17%. The annual rate of construction is now 1.36 million. Building permits were down 4.4% to an annual rate of 1.47 million. Economists expect construction to slow during the last few months of this year due to higher mortgage rates. And in other news-making headlines, while rents have been rising in many places, they've been going down in the San Francisco Bay Area city of Oakland. According to Apartment List, they dropped 7.2% over the past year, which is the biggest decrease in any of the nation's 100 largest cities. Median monthly rent for a one-bedroom apartment is about $1,400 in Oakland. That's the lowest it's been since 2017. So why is this happening? It's the result of new construction to increase the housing supply and the laws of supply and demand. Over the last 10 years, the city has added about 8,000 new housing units. It's also lost some residents to outward migration, 
but the city's building boom has led to an increase in affordable housing. This represents a big turnaround for Oakland, which has suffered affordability issues in the past. As reported by Insider, with more housing, Oakland, California is proving the laws of supply and demand are alive and well in the housing market. And while the need for more housing is constantly in the headlines, millions of homes sit vacant. According to a LendingTree survey, there are an estimated 5.5 million housing units in the largest 50 U.S. metros that are not being used. That amounts to an 8% vacancy rate. The survey shows that almost 27% of those homes are vacant because they're available for rent but not rented. Some 17% of those homes are second homes or vacation homes that are only used part-time. Another 8% of those homes are being repaired or renovated. It's not clear why the remaining 48% of those homes are vacant, but the Real Deal reports that many or even most of them are not for sale. The article suggests that policy changes might be needed in addition to simply increasing the housing supply. That might include a tax on second homes or incentives to encourage the renting of vacant units. Well, that's it for today. We'll post links in the show notes to the original articles in newsforinvestors.com. You can also join Real Wealth while you're there to find out more about how to invest in real estate and provide much-needed affordable housing. I'm Kathy Fetke. Thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.